Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the tree in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden, or you must not touch it, or you will die. You will die. Now the devil cannot let that stand. Demon spirits have gone across the land and have impregnated the church with ideas and theology that say, no, you will not surely die. They have agreed with the devil. And preacher after preacher today is teaching what the devil taught. You will not die. Why? Because God loves you. God loves you unconditionally. You're not going to die. Enjoy, enjoy the freedom. Well, their eyes were both opened, and they realized that they were naked. The great issue that we face today in the church is that the church is naked and it doesn't realize it. I have been struggling, trying to understand. I'm not very smart. But I've spent my entire life trying to crack, trying to break through what I've been taught, what my culture and my church teach that keeps me unconscious and naked before God. Genesis, the third chapter, verse 7. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. This is Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Pastor Ray from the National Prayer Chapel. I don't mean to be offensive in what I say. It's not my purpose to turn you away. I asked a man this morning, a friend, do you believe in unconditional love? Absolutely I do. I said, you just bought another car. It was a beautiful new Lincoln. You live with your sister with two nephews, little boys. What if those little boys, while you were at work, went out and got a hammer and went to work on your new Lincoln? And you came back and you discovered your Lincoln was dented and broken. Would you then have unconditional love toward your two nephews? No. No, I wouldn't. I thought you believed in unconditional love. 
So what you should do is put your arms around those nephews and hug them tight. Kiss them on the cheek. And say, guys, I don't like what you did, but it's okay. I have insurance. I'll have it covered. No, I don't think you'd do that. I ask another person, do you believe in God's unconditional love? Oh, absolutely. He has put his arms around me. He has carried me. He's carried my family. He's been absolutely filled with love toward me. But I know she's a sinner before God. Well, but we're all sinners before God. Are we? Are we? Are you sure of that? I listened to a a nationally known preacher of righteousness. He said, nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. I don't want to be perfect. I said, oh, 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 wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Was Jesus perfect? Well, yes. Did he sin? No. But you don't want to be like him. Well, of course I want to be like him. But he was perfect, and you just said, I don't want to be perfect. What kind of double talk is this that goes on in the church that allows this foolishness? We have been taught so many lies that they have become a spider network of lies, all designed to do one thing, to keep you from repenting. Oh, I I repent, Pastor. Do you? Repentance is an action, it's not a feeling. Repentance is an action where I turn away and I go another direction. Well, they, Adam and Eve, created fig leaves and hung them to cover their nakedness. Now, the problem with fig leaves is that they quickly crinkle up and die. And then I have to put more fig leaves on. So I talked with a woman yesterday. I heard strange noises. I I said, where are you? She said, oh, I'm at Walmart. What are you doing? Well, I'm just standing, waiting for a friend. Walmart is a place she feels very comfortable, safe. Walmart is a wonderful fig leaf for her. She doesn't really need anything, but she can go to Walmart and pick up a few odds and ends here and there, some makeup or some 
some trifling thing. Because she feels safe at Walmart. What fig leaves do you wear? Let me read another passage of scripture for you. It's over here in Ezekiel, then the eighteenth chapter. I'll begin in verse thirty. Therefore, you Israelites, I will judge each of you according to your own ways, declares the sovereign Lord. Repent, turn away from all your offenses then sin will not be your downfall. Rid yourselves of all the offenses you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, people of Israel? For I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the Sovereign Lord. Repent and live. But here's the difficulty. The church has taught them lies that tells them that they do not need to repent, that they are good just like they are, because Jesus died on Calvary, and his blood covers all of your sin without repentance. Now, I'm talking about real repentance, which is turning and going another way consistently, not going back. It's not an emotion. It's an action. It's saying, what I am doing here is wrong, and I will be held responsible for that wrong. And it will cost me, according to the scriptures, it will cost me my life if I don't change direction. I heard a man say, a very wise man, he said, the most dangerous prayer you can pray is a prayer for revival. Why would he say such a thing? Don't we all want revival? No. He said, when you begin to pray for revival, you are coming before the throne of God. And you are saying, will you turn my heart? Will you expose my sin? Will you cause me to know that I am, I am guilty? Will you cause me to know that I'm naked? Will you, will you strip off of my life all of the fig leaves that I've covered myself with that make me feel comfortable? Unconditional love does that. If I believe that God has unconditional love for me, then I can believe that my sins are covered. 
covered. You got that word, not removed. Covered. Declared righteous. That's old covenant theology. But the modern church has vastly moved into the old covenant and taken on itself the belief that because Jesus died on Calvary, my sins are covered. Grace covers my sin. It doesn't. And can I be just very vulnerable with you? I said this has been my personal search to find the solution in Scripture to the Laodicean condition. My search has been, there's something wrong, but I don't know what it is. Something wrong in my life, and I don't know what it is. I'm unconscious. I'm not aware. I need to be aware. I've been waking up in the mornings recently feeling extremely naked and uncomfortable. The cause of that nakedness is that I have taken away deliberately every fig leaf I find covering my nakedness. Because I need to know what that nakedness is so I can repent. Oh, Jesus loves me, this I know. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm happy. I have tears in my eyes when I listen to the wonderful music of the modern church. I'm good to go. Nothing could be further from the truth. And I'm having to recognize those practices that I still have that make me feel more comfortable so that I don't need to really examine closely what's going on and my nakedness can be exposed. And it surely is when God takes away my fig leaves. With Adam and Eve, God took away their fig leaves and dressed them in the skins of animals. Looking forward to Jesus' death on the cross, dressing them in robes of Righteousness, according to the book of Revelation. In other words, my fig leaves have to be stripped off. And I have to be dressed in those robes of righteousness. And righteousness simply means innocence, not doing wrong. So one of the fig leaves that had to be stripped off me was I love the news. I love the financial news. I love to see what's going on in the world. And for some time, I had felt a check about that. I was spending two or three hours a day on the computer 
looking at the news and looking at what's happening in Israel and what's happening in the financial markets, what's happening with whatever. And I felt a check in my spirit. And I finally said, something's wrong. So I began to pray about it, and it was very clear. It was a fig leaf that God wanted me to take off, and so I took it off. And then I would wake up in the morning and feel uneasy. What's going on in the world? I don't know what's going on. I need to know what's going on. No, I don't. God knows what's going on. I don't need to know the news. I don't need to know the financial markets. I don't have investments that weigh on me. What I have, I've put in God's hands, and they belong to God, and he's in charge. I don't need to keep track and know what's going on with those investments. Hear what I'm saying. When I removed the fig leaf of knowing what's going on in the news, Many years ago, I gave up the fig leaf of getting in the car and turning on the radio. Many years ago, I removed the fig leaf of the television and movies. Those are all fig leaves that make us feel more comfortable in the world. We do sports some kinds, some kinds of sports especially. Why do we do them? To make us feel good about ourselves. It's not that we need them. It's not that it's exercise that we need. It makes us feel good about us as we compete with others and beat them. And so as we win in those sporting engagements, whether it be ping pong or even board games, we feel good when we beat everybody. Board games were, for me, a fig leaf. I could play Monopoly and almost always win. There is a winning strategy for for games. I had to give that up. They were fig leaves. Now, how do you give up a fig leaf? There's only one way. You repent. You turn and go another way. But you see, it's almost impossible for the modern person and the modern church to repent. Why? Because we don't need to. There's no fear of God. We're good to go. That's the lie. I have all the time I need to live my life. But Jesus said, Matthew 4, verse 47, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. But 
We don't need to repent because the blood of Jesus covers our sin and makes us good to go. To say in the little sinner's prayer, forgive me for all of my sins. Okay, done. No removal of fig leaves. No dressing in the righteousness of Jesus. In reality. See, we believe that we dress in the righteousness of Jesus because it's his clothes and we put his clothes on. Wrong. That's such a lie. Jesus' righteousness is not my righteousness. I have to have my own righteousness, not by works, but as a gift of God. He will give me real righteousness. But we don't believe that. We believe I'm always going to be a sinner. I can't be like Jesus until I get to heaven. If you're not like Jesus here, having dealt honestly with these issues, you will never go to heaven. You can't. And so, what does, what do I do? I read the scriptures intently. I take them for their word. I pray. And as the Lord exposes to me a fig leaf, I ask him to remove it and dress me in the robes of righteousness. See, many of you do not believe there is any real accountability for your behavior. And so you have no fear of judgment. You have no fear of hell. You have no fear of the righteousness of God coming upon you and destroying you. You have no fear of that. Why? Because you've been lied to. You've been told that Jesus' righteousness becomes your righteousness. That's a lie. It's not true. It's insanity, in fact. Any logical thinking person will know that that's a shell game. It's not reality. But the church, eagerly wanting to continue in its own wicked behavior, says, yes, I'm saved by grace. I'm covered. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm, I'm making progress. No, you're not. Come on. Deal with reality. And reality says, I must be made righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ. Not declared righteous. I must be made righteous. You say, oh, but pastor, the scriptures say, you must be justified by faith. I agree. Justified is an old English word that means to be made righteous. It doesn't mean to be covered up with somebody else's righteousness. There's a story in scripture. 
We don't have much time, but I'm going to try to share it with you. You know the story well, but we need to look at it. Acts, the fifth chapter. A man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, sold a piece of property. And with his wife's full knowledge and agreement, he kept back part of the money for himself but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. He had said he was going to give everything, but instead he gave a part and kept secretly a part of it to himself. And Peter said in verse 3, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you've lied to the Holy Spirit? That's the question I want to ask you. How is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you believe in unconditional love? There's a demonic element, very powerful demonic element, in that lie. It allows us to feel like we're okay with God. We're forgiven. Well, in fact, we're not forgiven. And when we come before the throne of God, he's going to say to us, Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I don't know you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Lie, cheat, steal, fornicate, gossip. All the the things it says in Scripture will cause a person to be cast into hell. He said, Ananias, how has Satan so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received from the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You've not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died, and great fear seized all who heard. About three hours later, his wife came in. Not knowing what had happened, Peter asked her, Tell me, is that the price you and Ananias got for the land? Oh, yes, she said. That was the price. And Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the Spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. And at that moment she fell down at his feet and died. And great fear seized the whole church. That great fear has not seized the church, and there will be no revival until that great fear seizes your heart. As long as you believe the lie of unconditional love, that you don't need to come and confess your wickedness before God, because it's already covered. As long as you believe that, If you were in the presence of the Holy Spirit, you would die. 
And if you believe you can come to the judgment seat of Christ with your fig leaf religion, you're going to die. And what I'm coming and pleading for is that you just read the scriptures carefully and you will discover that there is accountability in the kingdom of God. That God does not love you unconditionally. If he did, there would be no hell. Ananias and Sapphira would not have fallen down dead. Judas would not have gone out and hanged himself. There's no such thing as unconditional love. You've been taught that. It's been ground into you by pastors, by your own desire to be free, to look at what you want to look at and go where you want to go and do what you want to do, and and everything is covered, and Jesus' blood was sufficient to cover your sin without turning away from it. That's the hook. No fear of God in your heart. Because I'm loved. Jesus loves me. Don't be sure that Jesus loves you. If you continue walking in wickedness before him. He loves all sinners. But are you prepared to say that all sinners will go to heaven? Are you prepared to believe that all you have to do is say a little sinner's prayer and you're into heaven and the sinner who doesn't say the prayer is going to hell? You really want to say that? Do you really believe it's that simple? Do you believe that Jesus died on Calvary's tree in the agony of that execution to open the gate of paradise for you and you can walk into the paradise in the midst of your sin that you don't have to turn away from anything you're good to go I'm not going to say that I'm saying Jesus expose every fig leaf that covers any part of my mind, my body, or my soul. Please, expose me. Let me be naked, that I can be dressed. You can't get dressed until you've been naked. You don't put your clothes on in the morning over your pajamas. No, you have to, you have to wash. You have to get, jump in the shower. And after you've, out of the shower, you don't have any clothes on, you're naked. Then you get dressed. Just think about it. You see, it's impossible for you to repent with no fear of God. If you believe that God loves you unconditionally, you are blocked and unable to truly repent.
because you don't need to. There's no fear of consequence. There's no accountability. This young man I talked to this morning, when I pressed him on, what if your nephews use hammers and do great damage to your Lincoln? Then do you love them unconditionally? He laughed. He said, you know what? I get your point. No, I don't. There is accountability. Well, there is accountability with you before Almighty God. You're not free to just roam the world and go where you want to go and do what you want to do and spend your time the way you want to spend it. You belong to God. You're not free to just to live your wonderful American life. You're not free to do that before Almighty God. America is the most wicked nation in the world. The child trafficking, the the drugs, the fornication, the cheating, the lying, the corruption. We are utterly wicked. But you? Oh, I'm I'm good to go. I'm I'm taken care of. God loves me no matter what I do. He'll forgive me. He's forgiven me for everything. I'm 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 okay. While you continue to walk in wickedness and sin, does that make sense to you? No, instead, you trample underfoot the blood of Jesus Christ. You make of non-effect, according to Hebrews, the blood. And Hebrews, the tenth chapter, says, Raging fire is waiting for you, and you will be cast into it and eternally damned. My advice to you is pray. Ask God to expose to you your nakedness. Stop the foolishness that, oh, I'm I'm loved by God. Lie. 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 And liars go into the lake of fire, the scripture tells us. See, there would be no hell if there was no accountability. But there is a hell. There's a heaven to win and a hell to move out of and escape. My brother, my sister, cheap prayers are prayers that require Nothing on my part to fulfill them. So I pray, O Lord, forgive me for all of my sins. Cheap prayer. Prayers that are not costly are empty prayers that God will not answer. Cheap prayers are, Lord, do you know about Fred? You know he's sick and he needs you. Cheap prayer. Requires nothing on your part. 
talk to my brother Ed Pugh. He prays for people. He intercedes. It costs him time and energy and money. It costs him everything. That's an expensive prayer that God will answer. Please, my brother, my sister, consider what you've heard today. Don't just say, oh, yes, I know, I know, do you? Then you better dig deeper and find out the coverings of fig leaves you have over your money, over your time, over the way you use your life energies. You better examine that fig leaf that's slipping when you believe love is unconditional. My brother, my sister. With With fig leaf theology, there is no need for tears, for brokenness, for contrite heart. There's no need to give up my wonderful, successful life. God loves me. You just joined Ananias and Sapphira, and if the Holy Spirit were in your church, there'd be a lot of dead people. Let's pray. Mighty God of heaven, Almighty God of heaven, it is to you I come. It is to you I plead that a great spirit of conviction could begin to fall on all of our hearts. That we would recognize the fig leaves that we have covered over our wickedness. And we would turn aside and say, Lord God of heaven, show me these fig leaves that I cover myself with so that I don't feel any fear of your judgment. For, Lord, if there are no, if there's no feeling of fear toward you, it's because fig leaves have blocked it. And there's no repentance because we believe I'm loved unconditionally. But it's clear, Lord, when I read the book of Revelation, that judgment, terrible judgment, is about to fall on this earth. And many Christians, Lord, are going to turn to you and say, Why? You love us. Why are you doing this to us? Oh, Lord, open our eyes. Let us see our true condition before you. 
Let us turn off the social media. Let us turn off the games. Let us turn off the entertainment. And let us seek you with all of our hearts. For we have a very short amount of time to repent and get right with you and to be made righteous. And if we don't do that quickly now, we will be forever lost. Lord, put tears in our heart and on our faces. Lord, give us conviction that we must obey your commands, that we must walk as you've told us to walk. Let us search the scriptures to find your commandments. You said, if you love me, keep my commandments. But Lord, many people today are saying, I love you, Lord, I love you. But they don't keep your commands. They don't even know what they are. Lord, there has to be a very dramatic change in our nation. Or you have every right to totally destroy us. Yea, you have the right to destroy us. Right now we have sinned so grossly against you. But I thank you for the small window of grace that remains where we can take off the fig leaves and see our wicked hearts. Lord, we want to look at other people and say, look at their fig leaves. Lord, it's it's my fig leaf. I want it removed. I want to be made righteous. I want to I want to be like you, Jesus. I want to live without any sin in my heart or my life or my actions. I want to walk like you walk, Jesus. I thank you that you love me enough to uncover my wickedness, to take away my fig leaves and let me see the utter ugliness of my of my spirit. Please, Lord, would you send forth over the church right now, over every person who listens to this broadcast, would you send forth now a great spirit of conviction that there is a consequence for their sin and that they are going to lose eternity if they don't repent and turn away from all of their sin. Lord, that that conviction is a gift that must come by your Spirit, but I must be undressed. I must see my nakedness. Lord, our eyes are dry. We must see ourselves as you see us. For you don't just look at yourself. You look with crystal clear eyes at me, at my brother, at my sister. But we have covered ourselves with the fig leaf of television and sentimentality. We've covered ourselves with the fig leaves of lying and cheating, laziness, 
sleepiness. Lord, we don't feel the need. And if we don't feel the need, we'll never turn away from our sin. O oh Lord. O oh my Lord. Will you come? Will you break the lies that we have been taught? Lord, we have been taught these lies from childhood. We've taught our children that they don't have to be accountable for their behavior. What a lie. Because then we don't have to be accountable for our behavior either. And so we have raised godless children. We have daughters who are shacked up with men. We have daughters who dress like prostitutes. Lord, I saw a woman come out of church, and she and her daughter both looked like prostitutes. But there were no tears on their cheeks. There were sounds of laughter coming from them as they made plans to go out and eat together. Another wonderful Sunday, inspirational, where they could laugh and and learn more about success. Lord, this has to change. We can't continue lying this way to one another. And the lying tongues of the pastor don't handle the word correctly because they like it this way. They get their salaries this way. Lord, will you break this? Will you bring conviction upon pastor and member alike? And would you bring conviction on those who just sit idly and watch on their YouTube church worship services and think that they have been to church, but they don't weep, they don't have any tears of conviction? They're enjoying their wonderful TV pastor. Lord, forgive them. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Please hear me. I've not tried to be harsh. But if this lie is not broken in your heart, you will go to hell. It's that simple. I want to share with you that we are far short of what we need to pay for radio. We're about halfway there. If the Lord convicts you, would you give hilariously to the God of heaven in order to further the work of his gospel? And you know by the sound of this message, I'm going to continue this. We're going to go further in this understanding of repentance and awe and fear of God. I'll talk to you soon. This is Pastor Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. 
You can write to me at Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Or you can go online, nationalprayerchapel.com. God bless you.